Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And today, we are going to be talking about something extra fun. Uh, Caravan of Courage and the Battle for Endor, the Ewok movies. <laughs> yeah, so um, Alex and I actually watched these together. I went up and visited her this past week, and uh, it was an experience. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> and like it's funny because we talked about like how we watched Willow pre- pretty recently too, and I had the Willow vibes. This was pre Willow. It was like almost like a tester. Yeah, I think especially like um, Battle for Endor felt like a tester for I want to give Warwick Davis his own film because mm-hmm. I I would say like that is like a Wicket and Sindel duo <laughs> movie. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get into it. We'll yeah, get yeah, into yeah. it. <laughs> um, to start off, we do have some recommendations. I wanted to throw Witcher in here because we got the trailer season two. It's coming in December. Mm-hmm. Um, we rewatched it together. It is still just so good. It's really good. Um, the acting, just like the character development, world building, um, the way they handled the time jumps too. And the way that you don't really quite know what's happening. And then by the end, you're like, oh, we were getting each story. And then the end is them all joining one storyline, kind of. Yeah. And I feel like on a on a rewatch, especially knowing how the timelines line up, like you mm-hmm. can catch a lot more. Like you can see like more things happening. You're more familiar with like the other characters. Definitely. Because the first time that I was watching, I didn't realize that, like, Yennefer's story is so, like, in the past. And even, mm-hmm. like, Geralt's, too. Like, and, and them, their story's intertwining. And then we have Ciri. Um, Ciri's story is very present. Like, we do see um, her parents back in the day, but that kind of twines in with Geralt's story. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Ciri's story is, like, very present day. And doesn't go far back much. I kind of look at it like series takes place like over like days, like maybe yeah. like a week. I don't really know. And like Geralt's is like years because obviously Siri grows up, but then like Yennefer's is like decades. Yeah. And once I kind of like looked at it from that perspective, I'm like, oh, okay, because like her storyline's like moving really fast, and like Geralt's is like kind of. At normalish speed, but then like Siri, you're seeing like basically everything that happens. Yeah. So then in season two, I guess everyone's gonna kind of move at normal speed. But we don't know where Yennefer is. <laughs> um, <laughs> so who knows? Yeah, it'll be interesting um, if the beginning of season two is actually like the end of season two. Like, you know how season oh, one was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, how the attack on the, like, castle was is actually, like, the end of season two, even though we see it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's the beginning of, like, series story, but it's the end of Geralt's story, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, really excited. And I'm glad that they took their time. Like, they even said, like, they wanted to make sure, like, the story was good, and they wanted to take their time. Good. Love that. I'm so excited. And it comes out on the same day as No Way Home. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a ride. So speaking of movies, uh, we also saw Last Night in Soho. 
Amazing. So good. Amazing. I can't recommend it enough. Oh my gosh. So like I went into it like almost completely blind. Like I watched like maybe one trailer. I'm just Mm -hmm. like the vibes. They look so good. And it was just absolutely outstanding. And I watched a second trailer that I then told Shannon not to watch because I was like, I feel like the second trailer gave everything away. I mean, I'm still really excited for it, but I feel like I was spoiled. But then, of course, I wasn't spoiled because they try to put, like, a red herring in that trailer. And (laughs) actually, the big twist of the movie, I did not see coming. No, like... It, so this is like a psychological thriller with like... Like a murder mystery kind of. Yeah. Like the main character can see ghosts. She's really obsessed with like 60s London. So like when she goes to London and like stays in this old apartment, she's like transported back in time and is trying to like unravel what happened to this girl that she's seeing. Mm-hmm. And just the vibes, the the makeup, the dresses, the suspense, the murders. So good. And... Matt Smith was amazing. Mm-hmm. Both Thomason and Anya Taylor-Joy were amazing. I love Edgar Wright movies. Oh, yeah, the cinematographer for um, for Last Night in Soho is also the cinematographer for Kenobi, the Star Wars connection. If you haven't seen this movie, yeah, you need to watch it. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I, I wouldn't say that it's, like, scary. No. But, like... It's very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't scary. I I I want to see this movie again, like, immediately. I want to own this movie. I, I just loved everything about yeah. it. Yeah. Edgar Wright just, like, has this way in mm. his movies. Like, there's just this, like, lived-in quality to them all. And, like, he has, like, a very interesting perspective, I think. Mm-hmm. Love it. So the last recommendation is um, Trail of Shadows, which actually came out a little bit ago. It's a High Republic comic by Daniel Jose Older. I just read the first issue. Man. <laughs> this So this comic, this series, is going to be the connector between Wave 2 and Wave 3 because it picks up, like, right after everything in the Rising Storm. And I am here for it like there's this creepy nursery rhyme oh no it the vibes i am here for this guys higher public is so good you like what daniel jose older is doing in comics yes yes i i don't know what i was expecting with trail of shadows but like this was just like everything mm-hmm. Would you say that it feels like Last Shot, like, the way the storytelling is? It's, like, completely different. Maybe, like, um... The, like, mystery aspect of it? Yeah, the, like, the mystery aspect. Because So, right now, there's, like, two sides of it. It's, like, the Jedi trying to figure out what the heck happened in Rising Storm. And then there's these, like, detective bounty hunter. They're not bounty hunters, but they're kind of, like, detectives. And that feels Last Shot to me. And, like, kind of the, um, you know how Last Shot even had, like, some, like, weird horror monster? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Kind of yeah. like that. Kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I love that book. That's why I'm asking. I just love Last Shot. The, like, I, I would say, like, the, the humor wackiness with Last Shot really isn't there, but, like, it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm really, this creepy nursery rhyme, man, like, there is something 
You know how we keep predicting, like, who's going to fall to the dark side? Are we seeing the Sith rising? Like, yeah. are we seeing the Sith rising? <laughs> like, <laughs> I am more excited than ever for more High Republic. Like, I highly, even at, like, you don't even have to be keeping up with the other comics. Like, as long as you've read The Rising Storm, you're good to go for Trail of Shadows. I mean, considering that Acolyte is, like, the end of the High Republic... I feel like the Sith are going to rise at some point. And I feel like we're going to see some people <laughs> join them. I, like, who is it going to be? That's the question, right? <laughs> that is the question. Yeah. And th- the new Thrawn book is coming out soon, too. Like, we have so much publishing. So much. Yeah, but we aren't planning on it's reading. It's, it's like 550 pages. Why is it so big? It's very long. It is very long. I'm, yeah. That's really long for a Star Wars novel. It's the longest Star Wars novel. Yeah. I would say, like, Lost Stars is pretty long, but, but it's, 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 like, normal for a YA. Yeah. And, like, the spacing is a bit different in YA books, yeah. too. But, yeah. This is, like, the longest Del Rey book. That's... I... I don't even know. I, I Like, I'm going to listen to that book. Like, I'll get it on Audible mm-hmm. so I can listen to it pretty quick. But, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> so, moving into news, um, we got a Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett trailer. Yeah, we did. A little tease. It's coming very soon. That is December 29? That sounds correct. <laughs> I think. That sounds it's correct. like, I know that it's after Christmas, but before New Year's. So, so it's like the 28th be. or the 29th, whatever yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Wednesday is. It's going to be a full series from what I heard. I think it's going to be like nine episodes or something. For some okay. reason, I thought that it was a mini series like Kenobi, but yeah, so apparently did I. it's a full, full on season. I'm very excited to tell you the truth. I really like the trailer. I like mm-hmm. the vibes we got from the trailer, and I'm feeling very optimistic about it, which I don't know if it's a good thing, because in the back of my head, I'm like, is this just going to be a lot of cameos? Mm, I hope not, because I, I am actually very intrigued, and I'm excited for Boba Fett to like actually you know, get some character building. Yeah. I think because Mando season two kind of left a bad taste, like, in my mouth and, like, other people's mouths, I'm, like, wary. Mm-hmm. But the trailer really gives me, like, Mando, Mando season, season one. one. Yeah. yeah, like, the vibes. Yeah. Very, like, very mysterious, like, not knowing what it really is going to be about, not giving away too much. Yeah. And I, I hope, like, Finnick is, like, just as much as a main character as Boba Fett, because she the looks trailer, awesome. The trailer makes her seem so. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be a romance between them? I don't know. I I I feel like I want to say yes, but I don't know. What I want is, like, them to become, like, fully three-dimensional characters. Like, I want to learn more about them. Right now, they're both just kind of, mm-hmm. like, I fully there. believe that will happen. Yeah. That's what will I want. We, the question is, will we be happy with what Lucasfilm does with them? I don't know. But I do believe that they're going to become main characters. Like, they're going to, you know, they have to, they have to um, like, lead the show. Okay, but, like, hear me out. What if mm-hmm. Finnick and Boba Fett, like, right now they're, like, allies. They're, like, friends. 
What if they become enemies? Coworkers? Oh. And then they become lovers. Like, you think that they're they're not going to agree on how to, like, lead the underground on Tatooine? Yeah, I feel like there's going <laughs> to have to be some kind of tension, and, like, maybe they'll split off and be, like, two rival gangs. See, I don't think that's going to happen, but I like that idea a lot. Like... <laughs> I I don't think Lucasfilm's gonna do that, but I love it. I love that like, energy. She like the Kira Mall energy. Yeah. It's And I, I mean like is Kira gonna pop up in the show? Is she That's alive? Another, is that another thing that could happen? Which her so like her arc just ended like War of the Bounty Hunters and she's about to get her own comic series, which will also be out in December. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, because, like, here's the thing. If we're going on, like, a season two Mando journey where there's a different cameo in every episode, if that's if that has to happen and then Kira's not one of them, then I'm going to be, like, mad. And if it is there, it's going to weave in with the comics because, like, those comics are, like, her yeah, in charge you're totally of Crimson right Dawn. about the timing of them introducing her into the comics and then giving her her own comic. The timing is yeah. very and she knows, interesting. she knows Boba Fett because they interacted a little bit. Like, yeah. she interacted with Darth Vader, like... Well, I mean, she's, part, she's, like, in the crime syndicates. Like, she is, like, deep in that she is a leader at this point if if like crimson dawn isn't around or if it's under new leadership like that still begs the question like what happened well there's also the rumor that maul is getting his own animated show there's that rumor if that show were to take place after solo before rebels that's what i want to see and like I kind of wish it was a Kira show with Maul in it, but oh well. Everyone loves Maul. Like, I like yeah. Maul. I mean, like, what I'd really love is, like, a live-action Kira in charge of everything show, but, like, I know yeah. that's not going to happen. Well, it would be cool to see, like, Amelia Clark and Boba Fett, like, in an episode or two, and then also mm-hmm. voice her in a Maul show. Like, yeah. I feel like she would be down to do voice work. I think so, because she like she seemed to really enjoy being on Solo. Mm-hmm. So also with Boba Fett, um, Disney Plus Day is coming up on November 12th, so like the Friday after this comes out. And on that day, we are also getting a Boba Fett documentary um, called Under the Helmet. It's a deep dive into our good boy Boba Fett. <laughs> um... <laughs> I didn't know about this until a few days ago, and apparently it was announced, like, weeks ago. And yeah. I don't know how I missed this. Like, I didn't... Yeah, I heard about it today, so... <laughs> so there's going to be two specials that are going to be available to stream on Disney Plus on Disney Plus Day, which is also Red TV Day. The first special is going to be an MCU special that is going to show viewers a look into the future. So, to me, this is just announcements, maybe some clips from uh, Miss Marvel, potentially, and mm-hmm. Hawkeye, though we've, oh, already Hawkeye seen sure. quite, we've already seen quite a bit of Hawkeye, and it's very soon, so maybe not that much. Um, maybe, like, a scene, maybe a whole scene in the first episode. 
Um, definitely think we're getting a Miss Marvel teaser. That's, I mean, I don't, I don't have any information. That's just me vibing. Um, uh, No Way Home, probably nothing because it's Sony. Uh, maybe a look into, uh, Doctor Strange, but I don't know, because this is for, I don't know if they're showing stuff outside of Disney Plus or not. If they are, then probably Doctor Strange. Well, was it last Disney Plus Day where they did, like, all those movie announcements? Yeah, but last Disney Plus Day wasn't really Disney Plus Day, it was an investor's thing. True, true. So... I think this is different. This isn't going to be the same as last time. What other shows are coming? I mean, like, Loki season two, but, like, they're nowhere near. No, they probably wouldn't tease that until, like, after Multiverse of Madness, Mm -hmm. I feel like. I think all we've gotten news for Marvel show-wise is just Hawkeye. Yeah, and then, like, you know Oscar Isaac? Okay, he's going to be in Moon Knight. He's going to play Moon Knight. That's right. And he's also going to be an executive producer on it. Um, And I'm just, like, trying to remember if this was going to be a show or a movie. TV series. Oh. Interesting, interesting. We love a crossover. Yeah, so so he's going to be in Moon Knight, um, and that will be... Interesting. Okay, wait. First season will consist of six episodes and will premiere in 2022. So we may see some Moon Knight. Oh, wait. They already filmed. Oh, so that's like locked and loaded. Yeah. So on September 30th, 2021, it was reported that the series had wrapped. So yes. (laughs) So yes, I, I feel like we will see... A very, like, nothing, nothing, like, big, but maybe, like, a little teaser for Moon Knight. At least they'll, like, bring it up again, probably. How, like, how is it, like, how did he Because, like, we film? haven't heard anything about it since he was, like, <laughs> it's Oscar Isaac. Yeah, like, so there's our Star Wars connection. Yeah. Um, that's very exciting. I've heard, like, cool things about this comic, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, like, everyone's on an Oscar Isaac kick lately, with um, that movie, he did s- scenes from a marriage, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and then Dune, obviously, he like was he very was, good in Dune. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> between him and Jason Momoa, Dune was just like dads, like clench fist, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, but like. For Disney Plus Day, like, other than Boba Fett, like, there are some rumors we're going to get some Kenobi, we're going to get some Andor, maybe. I hope they push, I, I hope they mention Andor. They have not talked about Andor in so long. I think that they have to show something for Andor. Yeah. There is a rumor that there's going to be, like, a sizzle or, like, a teaser for Kenobi. Like, there's a rumor going around that that's going to happen. And I, I, I could see them, like touching base on the fact that there's going to be, like, an Ahsoka show. Did they drop Rangers of Resistance? I think they, they did. I, like, that good. I'm pretty sure that they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it needed to be dropped. <laughs> um, but other stuff just coming to Disney Plus in general, um, Shang-Chi, Jungle Cruise, Olaf Presents, Paperman. Oh, oh my gosh, guys, Paperman is finally going to be easily accessible. Yeah, Paperman's so good. Um, 
Also, Feast is going to be added, which I also love that. I love that short. I saw it's it so at a, like an animation film festival when it before it came out, and it was great. Um, mm-hmm. What other ones are coming out? The um, Chow Alberto short. Um, yes. That's the Luca short. Um, and there's another one. Oh, Get a Horse. The Mickey Mouse Get a Horse, which is probably... <laughs> It's up there with Paperman, one of the best yeah, modern-day shorts, for sure. Mm-hmm. But as if that wasn't enough, as Alex mentioned, um, that is also the day that Red Taylor's version drops. Yeah. It's going to be a day. We're getting so much content for that, too. Like, <laughs> those 24 hours are going to be insane. Because, like, I'm, I'm, we haven't seen Eternals yet, actually. We're yeah. recording this and Eternals has come out. I'm going to see Eternals the day before Disney Plus Day. And then Red is just going to drop at midnight. And she's on a bunch of late night shows that night. And and the all too well short film is going to drop <laughs> at midnight. And then the next day she's um, like probably going to do stuff. Oh, no. Well, that's Saturday. Yeah. But also Friday is going to be Disney Plus Day. It's going to be insane. It's going to be an insane couple of days. Yeah. And I work. <laughs> so yeah. I am trying to figure out my game plan. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many TikToks about a game yeah. plan. I do have Friday off. I have Red TV Disney Plus Good Day off, you. which is like <laughs> I I I probably would be so unproductive if I hasn't worked that day. I'm probably going to watch 10 minute all too well like when I wake up and then like listen to the vault tracks probably yeah i've seen a lot of tiktoks people like saying like this is the order i'm gonna do what do you guys think because like i i want to listen to it start to finish but like it's so long and i feel like like i should listen to three hours yeah well it's 30 (laughs) songs it's four vinyls (laughs) oh my god okay so like my plan because like i'll be up because i have the day off I don't know if I get the channel that I can watch her on Fallon. Because I think Fallon happens at 1130, right? So it, like, and it goes till 1230. So it's going to drop in the middle. And, like, some people have said, like, oh, do you think All Too Well, a short film will premiere on Fallon? Like, they're going to show it on Fallon at midnight. That's a... Chunk, that's a big chunk of time to take out. But she's the, from the only show. guest. That's that true. That she is usually true. he has like three guests, and she's the only person. So like I could see it happening. Yeah, that's true. And it's thir- it's thirteen minutes long. <laughs> Which I said you were like, do you think it's gonna be like fifteen minutes? Because like some before and after, I'm like, it's gonna be thirteen minutes because <laughs> it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> So I so like I don't know if I'll be able to watch Fallon if I can get that channel or not because I don't cable. So I mean we'll I'm, see. I'm I'm gonna watch clips like yeah. she's gonna be but on um, Stephen Colbert too, isn't she? He, oh no, she's no, gonna no, be no. on Seth. So Seth Meyers, that's, that's which what it was. is I think I think that's is that a ten thirty? That's like before Fallon, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's before Fallon, and then Fallon happens, and then. She's going to also be on SNL on this Saturday. But I fully expect there to be other appearances. Like, maybe she'll be on Good Morning America again on Friday Pro- morning. Probably. I, I imagine she'd be on Good yeah, Morning America. Like, 
So, like, more, like, daytime shows she might do. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it was just, like, so chaotic that she's just like, okay, well, I'm dropping an all-too-well short film. And, and, like, like, she just started dropping, like, all this merch. (laughs) So much merch. There's so much. I'm, like, drowning in merch. She's crazy. And, like, Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien are the stars of this short film. Oh, my God. I'm so like it's I'm like, so excited. Great casting. I'm so excited. She's gonna win an Oscar. She's gonna win an Oscar. Yeah, my plan is the short film at midnight, I think, and then the album. But I'll have to figure out how many hours the album is because I'm gonna get sleepy eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like Fearless, like obviously you can hear some differences, but like mm-hmm. it's not crazy so that's why i'm like i think i should start with the vault tracks probably yeah yeah fearless i did have to work the next day and i think i listened to the vault tracks but we didn't also have a music video to listen to or watch no 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 no. i feel like everybody's priority is this short film specifically a short film yeah it's not a music video it's a short film and like right Right in the midst of Oscar season, like right when all the Oscar nominees start dropping their films, unhinged. Like, do you think she's gonna um, submit it? Yes, I do. Yeah, and like, did you hear that she only submitted Willow for the Grammys? See, like that seems crazy. Only, and like people were surprised that like she didn't submit Cowboy Like Me for country song. Hmm. Yeah. And like. She didn't submit for album of the year forevermore. And see, and that's gotta be because she's got she's got other plans. <laughs> but yeah, so I think she submitted Willow for two for Song of the Year and Record of the Year, I think. Mm-hmm. I hope like I mean, she like she's she's trying to get an EGOT maybe and um I've Good already for her. Yeah, like so like if she wins an Oscar for the All Too Well Shower film. Then she just has a Tony and an Emmy to do. But I thought that per- potentially she had already won an Emmy for Long Pond Session, but she didn't. So maybe whatever the next Disney Plus thing, there she could win an Emmy. There is also rumors that that'll be announced because she has another On contract. Disney Plus Day? Yeah. Oh my god. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> I like... I feel like it's gonna be, like, a making of the re-recordings. Yeah. So do you think if it's all the re-recordings, she'll wait until next year to do that? Either that or it'll give a tease as to what's next. Next. Which, like, I still have my clown makeup on thinking it's gonna be 1989, but I think it's you gonna think? be Speak Now. I, I feel like everything now is pointing to it being now Speak Now. is a Christmas, like, is, like, a winter album. Yeah, and 1989 is, like, a summer jam. Yeah, because, so, like, there's, like, some people clowning being, like, the Red Era is short and we are going into Speak Now next month. But, like, <sighs> oh I think that's God. too clowny. Like, I, like, that's, like... No. I like I mean it weren't could happen. Her, weren't her nails purple in something? I I don't know. <laughs> oh my but like God. imagine she pulled like an evermore folklore kind of thing where she just dropped speak now. Like didn't mid, even mid to late December. Mm-hmm. So like a month like a month after Red just drop speak now. 
And then in the spring, summertime, we get 1989. Because I really, like, I agree with you. I don't think it's very clowny to say that I think we're going to get 1989 in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a summer album. Yeah. And then um, Reputation is... Would then be the fall. A winter fallout. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it, yeah. I, I think that Is Speak Now is next, that... It would be more like February. But even with Back to December on the album. I, well, yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> uh, unless she just like straight up drops it in December, I I think it would be more like January, February. Which is still soon. Yeah. Like, we're in November. We're, we're um, five days away from Red TV. And the possible death of Queen Elizabeth. Oh yeah, yeah. Alex yeah. has this crazy theory because Prince Philip I don't died. Have a crazy theory. Yes, There's you do. On TikTok with the crazy theory. I just okay. Like I, I follow this one account who she's just like she knows everything about royals. Not only the like UK royals, but everywhere. And it's an interesting account. She just like gives tidbits of information. And Prince Philip passed away on Fearless TV Day. And, and Liz the queen's health has sick. been declining. She is sick right now. Yeah. And so someone pointed out, like, you know, she's on two weeks of bed rest or on, like, low stakes activity. Um, even though, like, people saw her, like, driving her Porsche or whatever. I, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm on Royals Talk, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Red TV, it's coming. It's going to destroy I the hope, world. No, I hope it doesn't kill her. Like, I not, hope it like, doesn't I'm kill her wishing, either. I'm not, wishing, I'm not wishing for that. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not wishing for her death at no, all. No, no, no. I'm just... Yeah. But anyway, enough about, enough about Blondie. We could talk about her all day. Um, the last little bit of news before we talk about Ewoks is that there was a Queen's Hope excerpt on the day that it was supposed to drop like the book was supposed to come out and i just i'm i don't i don't want it i didn't yeah we both read it i like actually read this excerpt it was something here's the thing like if this was by any other author and it was like a standard ya or even a highway like as long as it wasn't low ya I would be here for it. But as it is, it's a low YA and it opens with their wedding and they're going to go have an adventure before their wedding. And I just, we know that E.K. Johnson doesn't like Annie Dalla and she doesn't like Anakin. And I'm like, why would you give her this book then to write about Anakin? I just. And like so many people have pointed out, like the fear is that publishing will take this as no one wants Padme content and not no one wants EK writing. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> and there were rumors that they posted this excerpt because people still aren't pre-ordering this book. Like that's yeah. why it got pushed back. The this isn't like confirmed or anything, but it, you just get the vibe that um the book keeps getting pushed back because it's not getting enough pre-orders. And with all the um delays in manufacturing books because of the pandemic. Yeah. This if it's not getting not, pre-ordered, it's getting yeah. put on the back burner. Like, you think it could get canceled? I feel like 
I was gonna say I don't feel like I feel like Disney wouldn't do that, but since it's like publishing, like maybe. I don't know if because they push it back to like what, like April or May, like that's pretty far back. Yeah. So I, I, I feel just, like, like they have to still put it out. Yeah, I think so because even though it's probably doing way weaker numbers than they wanted to. Disney Publishing puts out so many random books. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of, like, really, like, random things that you wouldn't have ever heard of. And, like, I can't imagine it doing worse than, like, those new books that they put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I feel like there probably was, you know, like, a big surge for Queen Shadow. And then mm-hmm. probably less, but still pretty okay yeah, for pretty Queen's good. Peril. Because, like... Both of us like Shadow. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, Queen's Peril plus everything that E.K. Johnson said and, like, actually offending a lot of people (laughs) is why nobody wants to read this book. And then, like, so we we read the excerpt, and it is um, pre-wedding. It is on the wedding day. (laughs) And, um... It's not romantic at all. It's just, like... I was always under the impression that this, like, elopement happened quick. Mm-hmm. Like, they got back from Geonosis, and they're like, let's get married. Yeah. R2 and 3PO were here. Like, we we didn't die, and, like, we love each other. Let's just get married in secret right now. And it's weird that they had this thing planned. Like, it's like, it's my wedding day. Yeah, she's, like, all relaxed and, like, getting ready, ready. And he's, like, taking a walk. And I'm like, what? But then there is this, like, whole thing that happens in the middle of the wedding day where she has to go off and do something. And I just, like, that's... Ugh. I can't believe this is gonna be canon. I, like, I can't believe this is gonna be canon. Yeah, no, like, my thing is, is that, like, on its own... I don't like it, but, like, whatever. But, like, me knowing that E.K. Johnson doesn't like Annie Dalla and she doesn't like Anakin, it just further shoves in there that she's, like, trying to undermine this wedding. And she's, like, we're going to do, yeah. like, an adventure you, before like, the wedding. I hope that she doesn't, like, throw in a bunch of red flags, like, I'm sure Anakin she will. red flags. I'm sure she will. At the wedding. I'm sure she is going to try to make him super creepy and clingy and weird and, like, Vader-y, which we know he's not because I of just, Clone like, Wars. And I, and I don't understand, like, how that necessarily paints Padme in a good, good light either. It doesn't. Padme, like, Padme has a good head on her shoulders. Like, she wouldn't, she would recognize those things. Yeah. Like, to me, the whole point is that, like, she always saw, like, the whole him, and the reason he goes off the deep end is because the Jedi didn't notice that Sheev Palpatine was putting ideas in his head. Mm -hmm. And I I don't think that it was ever a I-can-change-him kind of situation. No, because there was nothing to change. There was nothing to change in the beginning. Yeah, no, and and that's what I'm kind of fearing, that this book is going to paint it like that, that Padme took pity on him because she's like, I can change him. No, yeah, that's you, the fear. you know what? You know how we talk about this all the time? Like, get you a younger man who will respect you. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh they are Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm on Pete Davidson TikTok, are you? Just what you show me. Okay. No, I'm on Pete Davidson TikTok, and it's mainly just, like, videos of women trying to explain Pete Davidson's appeal. Yeah. And different people have different opinions on this and why he would be appealing. But one video I sent you that was interesting was that he is just respectful and doesn't try to mansplain things to anyone Mm -hmm. and is just kind of there and is, like, supportive in a way that, like, other men wouldn't be in general. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if that's true about Pete Davidson. Because the thing is, someone else pointed out that his relationships don't last very long. No, and a lot of people point out, too, that he always tries to, like, rebound fast to make people jealous. Like, yeah. that seems to be a pattern. So, like, we don't really mm-hmm. know. But that TikTok that I did send you, maybe it applies in this case, in the Anakin case, and yeah, maybe not Pete Davidson. I feel like, like, obviously, he's been in love with her for a long time and, like, whatever. But, like, there is that age gap. And I do think the there's going to be a respect there. You know? It's like the Taylor Swift graph that I sent you It's yesterday. the Taylor Swift graph. It it sure is. <laughs> there's yeah, there's this graph where um it's showing Taylor Swift's age versus the boyfriend she's had and how she will go up really high and have a big age gap with an older man and then sink down to a lower like younger man. Yeah. Like to like repair the damage that the older man did <laughs> but then she'll go back up again it it started it started with her and joe jonas around the same age her ended with her and joe alwyn around the same age she yeah. got she got back there you know <laughs> i'll be honest if joe alwyn and taylor Swift ever break up like that's it like love doesn't love doesn't like, exist love does not exist yeah like that it like that's just it Lo- love is officially dead if they ever <laughs> break up so anyway Let's get down to what the people are here for, the Ewok (laughs) movie. We wanted, like, something light Light. and fun to do. Because we've been doing a lot of books, and that's, like, a lot of of work. Yeah, and, like, these Ewok movies, they're both on Disney+. Plus. They're both, like, an hour and a half. Like, we watched both of them back-to-back, and it Mm -hmm. was, like, perfectly fine. And... Honestly, the first Ewoks movie, like, kind of slaps. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like, you don't think the second one slapped? I think the second <laughs> one, it, so many choices were I made. I think, like, okay, <laughs> apart from the choices, so I, like, actually ranked these on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I think that the second one was technically a better movie. I would agree with now, that. Now, like, the choice, the... We'll get to it, but, like, there were choices made that were questionable in the second one, but I think, like, as a whole movie, like, with the plot and, like, the pacing and everything, I think the second one was a little a little bit better. They're both very enjoyable. Yeah, I, I would agree with that because I do think that in Caravan of Courage, it lags in the middle, whereas in Battle of Endor, I feel like it's really just the last battle where I'm kind of like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
But yeah, so let's start things off with um, Caravan of Courage. So this was a, and I grabbed this synopsis also of um, Wikipedia, a 1984 made-for-TV movie directed by John Cordy from a script by Bob Carew and a story by George Lucas. It focuses on a family of humans who have been shipwrecked on the forest moon of Endor after the parents are kidnapped by the Gorax. Their children team up with the Ewoks in a quest to rescue them. So, like, this movie opens up with this ship that is, like, wrecked on Mm -hmm. Endor. Um, And the parents are like, where are the children? Like, where are they? But, like, they were in the ship the whole time, which confuses me. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, like, looking at the shipwreck, and they're like, where did our children go? And then, like, 15 minutes later, you see Sindel, like, come out of the ship. Like, they didn't look very well. Yeah, and can I just say, this movie looks so 80s. Yeah. <laughs> the mom and the Sindel especially... The hair, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, like, what's weird about this movie is that it feels very Star Wars, but on Earth. Yeah. Like, there are, like, animal... There are, like, bunnies. There's goats. Just straight up horses. Yeah, just... And, like, the outfits, too, are very, like you said, 80s Earth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the only like Star Warsy creatures is really the Ewoks and then like the Gorax. Mm-hmm. And I would say especially with the fairies and everything, and then the second one, there's a couple of characters. It feels more fantasy. Which is why we said that like it felt like a it felt like a trial run. Willow, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It totally felt very fantasy. Like visually fantasy because like Star Wars to us is still like fantasy genre but like the look of it is sci-fi the like visuals of it yeah so this was like on a planet the entire time like on the forest moon of Endor so it was like forest but it had so many biomes yeah it did and like and the other thing is when you think back to the original trilogy they did a good job at not making it 80s mm-hmm I know, like, I've always hair, thought about it's especially, that. It's especially the hair, mm-hmm. because they always give Princess Leia really interesting hairstyles that are more sci-fi than, like, 80s, and I think that's why those movies, like, age so well. They're, they look Because it's not timeless. 80s. They, yeah. they do look timeless, and, like, this is, like, so clearly, like, 1984, yeah. 1985. <laughs> but, like, also, so, technically these movies are legends, not canon, um, but they were intended to have taken place before Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so it's between Empire and Return of the Jedi? Yeah, which is so odd. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, it's really weird because Wicket learns English. Yeah, he, like, straight up speaks English in the second movie. Yeah, like, I mean, like, it makes sense because he spent, like, months with Sindel. So they've both kind of picked up a bit. Mm-hmm. Of each other's language. Yeah. I mean, Sindel can't speak Ewok, but she can understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, let's let's talk about that a little bit. So, like in this movie, as we said, the the parents get kidnapped. So it follows Sindel, who's this little girl. She's like, I don't know, like four, five, six, yeah. seven. She's little. 
Um, and then her big brother, Mace, who looks like he's wearing a Luke Skywalker costume. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, cosplaying as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and he keeps calling his blaster his gun. Yeah, that's another thing along with the animals is that takes you out of the world is mm-hmm. that he, that some things are quite literally, like, Earth names for things. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, now we're far enough into the future in canon and especially with publishing where they've decided to use certain words for things like calf for, mm-hmm. like, coffee. Like, they've developed this language and it's so clear that in the mid-80s they had not developed this new language yet. Yeah. Like, they're just out here vibing. <laughs> like, they're just out here vibing with this movie. And, like... <laughs> The, the language is so, so funny. Like, because they can't speak Ewok. These Ewoks don't speak human. Mace is over here pointing into his mouth and going, eat, eat, food, food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, like, how do you feel about this name Mace being used in this and then brought back for the prequels? Was, was Mace Windu named after this kid? Well, I mean, like, George George developed this story, so I yeah. have to assume that he chose the names for the characters, for the main characters, at least. I'm forever so, like, going to assume that. Really, he was like, Mace is a great name, I'm going to reuse it, because it was only used in this one movie. Yeah. I'm going to forever assume that this little boy inspired the name for Mace Windu. And then if you take it all together in canon, maybe he was named after Mace Windu. Oh, yeah. The, like, legendary Jedi. The legendary Jedi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, think about it that way. That's yeah. cool. I wonder what Sindel's named after. These parents are, like, very into pop culture and naming their kids after Yeah, Sindel. Sindel's a pretty cute name. She's, yeah, she's a I pretty like cute it. kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of want to cosplay her at Celebration. You should. <laughs> you should. Um, she, in this movie, like, she's so distraught that her parents are gone that she gets, like, sick. Sick. <laughs> I feel really sicky. So- I feel really sicky. That, yeah, that's what she says. <laughs> She's hot. Everything hurts. <laughs> she she has like a flu. Like I don't know. She, it's like she has the flu or like COVID. Yeah, I no, guess. she like gets COVID because her parents are gone, and like that's what like brings them to the Ewoks. Like because the Ewoks are mm-hmm. there and they take care of her and they decide that they're gonna help the kids. You know, go find mm-hmm. the parents. But it's really dangerous because the Gorax, like, nobody's ever come back from this mountain where the Gorax is. And I looked it up. So the Gorax are a race of behemoths from the forest moon of Endor. They can grow up. He, he's, he just looks like Bigfoot. He does look like Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. They, they can be almost 100 feet tall. They um, live... In, like, high mountains. Yeah. They're in the illustrated Star Wars universe book. It looks like the only other mention of them other than Caravan of Courage. Yeah. I think it's going to... I think Agorax is going to come back in one of the Disney Plus series. Yeah. Um, For sure. Like, Mando season three. The most notable feature of Agorax are their nipples. 
They are. I hate well, it. Well, like, I pointed out, I'm like, look, look how weird his nipples are. And, like, you hadn't even noticed. No. And now you, and now you just, like, hate it so much. And I'm like, I feel bad that I pointed them out. Because then you would never know. You would never have known about the nipples. I feel like I would have noticed it eventually. But, like, once you pointed it out, I couldn't not see the nipples every time. <laughs> so, like, okay, so, like, here's the thing. Like, Ewoks are very furry. And in fact, when they're having this interaction and trying to talk about human speak and the Ewoks think specifically that they are furries because they're furry, um, the Gorax is not very furry, obviously, because he has nipples and like a really leathery chest. (laughs) And I just like, I have a question. Why didn't he eat the parents? I don't know. It took them a long time to get there. Yeah, like, well, what was the purpose of keeping them? Maybe he wasn't hungry yet, but they were going to be there for when he was hungry. (laughs) I just, I don't, I don't know. But the parents are, I mean, he doesn't eat the parents and they are able to be rescued. Maybe he's like a, he's like a chipmunk. He like stocks up for the winter. Oh, okay. I could see that. So maybe there were other humans before the parents that were eaten in that time period so that parents turn wasn't up yet that's true he just like gathered up like a whole gaggle of parents and was like (laughs) you gotta be eaten in order of capture yeah (laughs) um i really like that i think we learn some swear words in ewok Mm -hmm. feech feech and lurdo lurdo is like dummy or you stupid but, like, <laughs> an actual swear word. And yeehaw is, like, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye and Ewok is yeehaw. <laughs> I liked when um, when Sindel was, like, worried, like, what would happen if they didn't find their parents. And Mace is like, I will be mom and dad. <laughs> That's exactly what he says. It's like, I will be mom and dad. Like... <laughs> I, I did like Maze, but he is, like, such your typical 80s kid in yeah. this movie. He's like, oh, a rock, stupid. He, like, throws it away. And it's like, no, you need this rock for later, you know? <laughs> he's very, like, he is Luke Skywalker. Like, he's, like, whiny. He's, like, totally whiny like him. He is. And he, he's got, like, a cute little haircut. He has, like, the whole look. Like, he looks like, yeah. like, if they were going to cast, like, a child Luke, like, he would be perfect. Yeah. Well, and we talked about this. So, like... Is he wearing an actual X-Wing pilot outfit, or is he wearing a Luke Skywalker hero of costume. the Rebellion costume? <laughs> I think it's a costume. Yeah. I think it's, like, his pajamas. Like, he's, like, that kid who, like, sleeps in, like, his favorite outfit. I love that. That is what the vibe to me is. That is Because, like, why else amazing. would he have that? Yeah. Because I feel like those are specifically fight flight suits for the rebels, right? Well, and like his parents and Sindel all have kind of a similar 80s space type yeah. look. Yeah. Like those are their outfits. So like I'm fully convinced that this is I am cosplaying as hero of the rebellion with <laughs> Skywalker. Oh my god. So we get some creatures um the first of which are fairies called wispies um and they eat giggles 
<laughs> like who knew Star Wars had fairies, guys? <laughs> like I really up. hope they bring fairies back. I hope so too. That was I such like a really scene. like I really like the idea that there's fairies. Yeah. That eat giggles. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine like like the, the the implication of there being fairies in Star Wars means that they could do like a spin-off series like the Tinkerbell movies? <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> reboot the Tinkerbell movies but make it Star Wars. Yeah. Oh my god. Um the other creature we get isn't quite that as exciting. Um it's spiders. These spiders didn't creep me out quite as much because they are so obviously not real. You can even see the wires. But like of course there had to be giant spiders. It's like Mace is just like, ah, get out of here and just like smacks it away. That's this giant thing. <laughs> so when they finally, you know, they gather the caravan, they go off to this mountain. Um one of the Ewoks on this journey dies. Like straight up tragic death. I I was not expecting it to go so deep. I mean, tragic death just continues. But it's it's even it, but it's even funnier because this one is paid like so much attention, and they like really are like, oh no, the treat the woodcutter Ewok, no. Yeah, no, it's like really dark, but like we were saying, like this was very typical for eighties movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. like characters being killed in children's movies was a thing. Yeah. And, like, this movie didn't have a warning, but you said that the sequel, when it was aired on ABC, did have had a warning. a warning at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but That's this one didn't. crazy. So um, even for the 80s, like, the second one, they were like, this is traumatizing. This is traumatizing. Even for the 80s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do defeat the Gorax. They do save the chil- the parents. Um, they yeet the Gorax into the pit. This was the original Twice. yeeting into the pit. Twice. Like, he is yeeted into, like, the pit, but then he kind of, like, doesn't fall all the way down, and he gets yeeted the second time all the way down. Yeah. So they yeet him twice into the pit. Um, so two deaths in this movie. Um, I think it's wild when they're all reunited. So, like, Wicket has a little family. It, he's, like, the youngest, and he goes on this adventure with, like, his brothers and, like, his dad. And there's this moment with the human dad and the Ewok dad where the human dad is like, we're two lucky fathers. Like... <laughs> Oh, yeah. That scene was really weird. Yeah. Like, implying that their wives were hot, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's implied that, like, Sindel and Wicket were going to be in, like, an arranged marriage because of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that they were, like, setting up their families to become one. Yeah. They're, they're going to be joined. Sindel and Wicket are BFFs, but I, I just... I mean, we see that in the second one. Yeah, the BFF adventure continues. So, like, how did you feel at the end of the first movie? Like, where did you think this story was going to go from here? I thought we were going to have another adventure, um, but this time that the family was all going to be together. Um, I thought that, you know, this movie was about... Mace and Sindel, so I thought maybe, like, they'd get separated from the parents again, and it'd be, like, the kids. Yeah. And then, well, we looked at the poster, actually, before we watched it. Mm-hmm. 
and we saw Sindel on the cover, and then there was another dude. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not Mace. No. Where's Mace? Well, I was like, oh, maybe it's the dad. <laughs> it's also not the dad. Um, so Ewoks, the battle for Endor. Um, this is the description. Uh, 1985, made-for-TV movie and directed by brothers Jim and Ken Wheats from a story by George Lucas, focuses on Sendel, a little girl who joins her friends Noah, Wicket, and other Ewoks in facing off against a band of marauders. Now, I did also want to say, so this movie's going to be a little bit different. And the reason it's a little bit different is because George Lucas had just watched the movie Heidi with his daughter, um, and so he decided that he really wanted Sindel, um, to become an orphan who ends up living with a grumpy old hermit in the woods. <laughs> um, and I, <laughs> like, what? So, yeah, so this movie aired on ABC and there was a warning because she becomes an orphan. Yeah, the whole family dies within, like, ten minutes. Yeah, well, at first, we're watching, and we're like, did they just die? Yeah. Well, it was like, Mace and the mom die. And we're like, what? No, like, they say it, and I'm like, no, they didn't. And I was like, what? Yeah. And then, so the father survives, and so I assumed, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a father-daughter movie. Like, the dad survives. Yeah. But then, like, the dad ends up dying a few minutes later. Like, he survives a little bit longer. And then Sindel is just left. Like, she's an orphan. <laughs> she's orphaned within under ten minutes of this movie. Yeah. No, and, like, I had to look it up because I was like, did this entire family literally just die and, like, the movie hasn't even properly started? And, like, yes. They did all <laughs> die. And, like, Wicket... Like, all of the Ewoks, but specifically, like, Wicket and Sindel get, like, kidnapped by these yeah. raiders. <laughs> and then they're able to escape because there's, like, a hole at the bottom of their wagon thing, and they're the only two that are small enough to mm-hmm. get out. Yeah. The other Ewoks are all captured. Yeah, the other Ewoks are captured. So, like, they get out, and they find this old man named Noah, who's been on Indoor for forever, because, like, once again, like, he is also shipwrecked, and he just never fixed his ship. Um, I thought it was so funny. He was there with somebody. And you see later when they're, like, captured and they're in the dungeon, there's this skeleton and it's implied, like, that was the guy. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So, okay. They The raiders who attack, they want, like, power. Like, they want, like, the power from the ship or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. they have a night sister. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not clear that she's a night sister unless you like Google it. Though. Yeah, when I looked it up, like she, like yeah. her character is a night sister, but she's like the straight up hidden. a witch. She transforms into a crow. Yeah, like she's totally a witch, like very fantasy, like you said about the first movie. Mm-hmm. There are blurgs. Yes, very. They're very cool. Our first appearance um, of blurgs. And Wicket is just speaking English now. Yeah, Wicket. <laughs> Just straight up, he just speaks English with Sindel. And I do think it's funny because, like, when they find Noah, like, it almost seems like they're just going to stay with him and be like, screw those other Ewoks, like, whatever. And, like, Noah leaves to go, like, do something. And they decide to follow him. And Wicca's like, no, he told us to do the chores. And she's like, too bad, we'll do them later. (laughs) 
And that's how they find that, like, he has his own ship, and eventually they're going to use that to escape. But, like, you you pointed out Sindel is Tarzan. Yeah, because now she's, like, the Ewok child. Mm-hmm. Like, she's being raised by the Ewoks. <laughs> well, she would have been. She so would have yeah, been. Yeah, I really wish that she hadn't left Endor and she was raised by the Ewoks. Yeah. Wouldn't I think that, be that would have been amazing. Yeah. And then, like, maybe they would find her in Return of the Jedi. Or maybe they didn't, they wouldn't have found her in Return of the Jedi and some person would come on an explore, explore like, expedition like Jane did and fall in love with her and she's gonna be, like, this Ewok Ewok, then she'd be Barbie the island princess in that case. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, some, like, person, whoever comes to explore Ewoks and Endor will fall in love with her and teach her human ways because she was so young when she left human civilization. Like, would she think that she is just a hairless Ewok? I think she's old enough to know that that's not the case, <laughs> but she definitely like would go to Ewok school yeah. instead of like human school. Yeah, but like, okay, so back to the fact that her entire family is dead. Like we just talked about that woodcutter Ewok. Like gets like he dies, and it's it's so sad and blah blah blah. And like before, when the parents were gone. Sindel like gets totally sick because she's so upset. Oh my gosh! And then in this she's movie, she's so much more upset. She like doesn't care at all. Like she like <laughs> literally like could not care less that her whole family is dead. Yeah, she just like looks could at her not like care less. she has like this little bracelet that shows like everybody's life signs and they're all dead. And she's just like, oh no, all the lights are out except for hers, yeah. and it's just like, and she just okay. like continues to wear it. Like, yeah, she doesn't care. It's like. The mom and the son literally die, like, in an explosion. And, like, the dad... Yeah, and like, so t- immediately. Like, so soon. So soon. And, like, the dad tells Sindel to run, and she does. And then you hear, like, this blaster fire, which signals that he was just shot. <laughs> and this is why when this aired, it was, like, a warning. Because her whole family dies, like... Especially watching these back-to-back, it was just so sudden. It's so weird because you were saying that George Lucas was going to, the story was going to be about the family. And then he just suddenly watched this movie with his daughter and changed his entire mind. Yeah. That no, Sindel has to be an orphan. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I can totally see, like, it makes sense. Like, it, it makes sense. And like, I think the movie on its own, like, it makes sense. It's just the fact that we already had this movie establishing where, like, the whole point was to get the family back together, and then they all die. <laughs> like, how long yeah. has it been? Like, a week? Like, the stakes were so high. I don't know. I feel it's, I feel like it's been longer, because a ship, a ship would take a while to repair. Yeah, and it's and he still was, like, not almost fixed. done. Yeah. He was, like, almost done repairing it. I think it's more than a week. Yeah. I kind of like, thought that they would have, like, this movie would have opened with them returning to Endor, like, for a visit or something. Yeah, like, for Life Day. Yeah, for Life Day. And they're like, oh, no, they're being attacked by raiders. And, like, that's why it's the battle for Endor. Because they gotta save them, you know? But that's not what happens. Basically, Wicket and Sindel 
have to save the other Ewoks. I think it's hilarious that Sindel gets captured because the witch makes herself look like, um, oh, the elf from Lord of the Rings, like the, the lady with like the long white hair and she's got this like white horse and she's like, Sindel, oh my gosh. come with me. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she, they both get locked up because the raider betrays them and she has the opportunity to free the witch and she's like, no, she's bad. <laughs> oh amazing um my favorite thing is that there's an actual castle on indoor yeah like wow where where is that i want to live in this forest indoor castle do you think that the imperials would have taken it over oh yeah yeah i think it would have they would have taken it as like some kind of base but like that implies so like why was this built was there an ewok monarchy at one point or was it a different species? Species. Like, was there an Ewok king? Like, But, like, there is, like, a hierarchy within the Ewok community. Like, there is, like, the chief. Right, right. There's a chief. So, like, I... I don't know. Like, I feel like it's probably another species. Unless it's a different subsect of, like, Ewoks who have a different type of society. True. Like, these are, like, the forest Ewoks, and, like, I think that castle was kind of, like, in the plains. It's, like, like, a city Ewok. City Ewok! (laughs) (laughs) There's, like, a third Ewoks movie, and it's, like, Wicket Takes Manhattan. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, like, overall, what did you think of, of Battle for Endor? I was thoroughly entertained. I highly recommend it. I hope Sindel comes back. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, like Ewok. Um, no, sorry. Wicked takes Manhattan. Yeah. Oh my god. So, yeah, like, I looked up the the girl who played Sindel, and, like, this is all she's ever done. Yeah, she probably is, like, an accountant or something. Yeah, now. She's, she's, like, like a, a normal, normal person now. Uh, but she would be such an easy cosplay. Like, you just gotta pile up all your hair and just, like, curl it, like, crazy. And then just say, I feel sicky. <laughs> 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 that would be a cute costume, though. Like, be Sindel and Mace. Because, like, Mace would so easy. Like, just get an ex-pilot. Mm-hmm. An ex-wing pilot. Mm-hmm. That would... Man. And then, <laughs> then Mace can say... I, I'll be mom and dad. <laughs> the thing about these movies that I think is why it's so fun is that, like, Star Wars is dumb. And I think Star Wars is, like, really great when it's just not when taking it's itself too seriously. It is the best when it's dumb. Mm-hmm. It is the best. Yeah. And this is the best. Like, I, you don't like have you to try said, that like, hard. Making a third Ewok movie would be great. Imagine, like, like di- now. straight to Disney Plus. Yeah. Like, do, like, maybe, like, an hour-long special on Disney Plus. Yes. For a 30-walk movie. That would be fantastic, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I And I think especially with, like, what's happening with Star Wars right now, like, and how some people, like, like, we don't know, like, what's going on with movies and, you know, publishing feels safer. Like, this would be such just a fun, random thing, like. 30 walks movie just it could be like wicked's yeah. son you know like or just something random i and um you think sindel's like kid too 
<laughs> I feel like, no, you, like, gender bend it. So, Sindel has a son and, and Wicked has a daughter. And they go <gasps> and on the And they fall in love. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the love that never was. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I just want to know, like, that Sindel is okay. Like, she went away and got raised by, like, this old man who lived... In the woods. In isolation. Like, what kind of, like, childhood trauma does she have from that? Okay, no, but, like, now that I've said this, of, like, they're, you know, they never actually got together, but it's, like, their kids meeting later. Have you seen Peter Pan 2? I have. Sindel's, like, grown-up Wendy. Like, reminiscing about her adventures. Back to Neverland. Back to Neverland. Back to Ewoks, Ewoks 3, back to Endor. So, like, you're telling me that Wicked is Peter Pan? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> and the other Ewoks are, like, the Lost Boys. Yeah. yeah. Am I wrong? <laughs> like, no. Oh, my God. I, I'm, like, in the mood to watch Peter Pan now. Yeah. Oh, man. That's amazing. So, like, honestly, 10 out of 10 would recommend the Ewoks movies. Do you think you're going to try to um, start the cartoons? <laughs> Your face, Shannon's face. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the cartoon. I mean, they're like you, you can just throw one on. Like they're low, low like stakes. That's true. Know. That's true. That's true. I feel like it might be. Enter- it might be entertaining. Are they like it's canon funny with the movies? No, I don't think so. Oh, that's a shame. I wanted more. They're like drawn really cute. They look like Care Bears. This is true. This is very true. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, that is going to do it for our coverage of the Ewoks movies. Um, Like we said, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Would love to know anybody's thoughts. Um, How do you feel about the Gorax having nipples, um, the family death? You know, Star Wars is tragedy. (laughs) Um, If you want to keep the conversation going, you can find us on Twitter at lip underscore lightsabers. I am at McCarter Shannon and Alex is at Alex Leonis. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.